Stay gold, <laughs> pony boy. <laughs> Hello, Tom. Hey, what is going on, Dana? Uh, not much. It's been a busy day. You know what I just did? I filled the Jeep up with merchandise to sell at our sales spot at Retro Relics in Lake Grove. Fantastic. And you heard it first here on Two Guys <laughs> Talking Toys. <laughs> now, we're, we're, both, we're both, what, uh, 51? 52. 52? They moved us. Were we 51 last time? We were area 51 before. Oh, that's my bad, Dad. I thought we were 52 and I requested 52. <laughs> you know what? No, no one knows where area 52 is, so this, this actually kind of works out. Right. Yeah. It's super secret. They've got the better stuff. Everyone knows about <laughs> area 51. That's that's old news. Area 52, right. that's where the real, like, that's where they have the, the lizard people from the, that's where they keep uh, the creature from the abyss. It, just all the good mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, and that's just a fish tank, really. But um, <laughs> hey, did you get anything new? I did, and guess what? I don't know what it is. <laughs> this is I it. love this. I love this bit. <laughs> this is good. So this is interesting because this came from Walmart, and I don't remember. I'm sure I pre-ordered something. Oh, I think at, I know what it is. At some point. And, you know, it's, it's Walmart, so who expects to actually get anything from them? Uh, it could be. I think I know what it is because I recently got something from Walmart. So I'm, I'm assuming it's the same. <laughs> it's just going to be another, it's just going to be a Walmart box. It's the Easter bunny I ordered before Easter. It's just got Oh, hey, the Easter bunny is a is an angry, angry Smurf zombie. <laughs> hey, I, I legitimately don't remember pre-ordering these. The Cobra Range Viper, because I know so much about G.I. Joe. Uh, and there's two of them. Hey, I ordered two. Nice job. Fantastic. I like I like these you know, guys. Well, it's I an exclusive. You could put it on the shelf tomorrow and make some cash. <laughs> these are mine. No one else can have them. <laughs> I, I like how they look so much like uh, Deathstroke. Oh, you know what they do? And, and this is kind of interesting because I, I, I'm presuming in the fiction, these are helmets. And it's not actually a, 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 a blue man skull with a cool silver brain. Right. Guy, I'm not that familiar with the with the lore, but he looks awesome. He's never taken his helmet off. I'm gonna treat it like a black mask from DC, where it's just fused to his face. Right. That's what uh, happens to all of them. Yeah, their bit is that they can be dropped in any hostile environment and they will survive. They will live in the dirt and eat the dirt, and and they will find <laughs> a way to make that work. Like you could drop them anywhere and they'll find a way to survive. Why they would design a helmet that looks like their brain is exposed? Yeah. What's for that? <laughs> The, I don't know. Not, not the best. Well, I mean, it's it's probably a Doctor Mindbender special. He's, right. This is this is right up his alley. See, like is, as long as as long as he doesn't give us the leather cod piece that he wears, we're gonna be fine. He's like, these are your options, and one of them's just the full <laughs> the full getup. It's like, I don't want to look like Action Smash from Demolition. I know they look cool, but I don't want to be dropped in the jungle in that getup. He's like, what you about can wear. These? You can wear this brain helmet or the gimp. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna be, I'll take the brain helmet. Yeah, no, whatever you got, copy. Whatever you. It, and that was just his storage closet. He opened it up. All this stuff right. came falling out. And he's like, "Oh, I meant to get rid of that." And they're like, "No, we'll wear it. We'll wear it." Like, no, you don't want to be the leather vipers. No, <laughs> we've no, got to be somewhere camouflaged. Yeah, I'll take the bright blue. Thanks. No, thanks. 
See, this is a problem because I have actively been resisting the uh, the, the fire team that's on Pulse, where it's, it's right. those really cool black and red repaints. This this figure is one of the black and red repaints, and it looks awesome. Right. And yeah. I forgot that I ordered these, and now I had them, and now I have to order the fire team because they're awesome. Right, you do. So that's, uh, that's, a, that's a future Tom problem, though. What what have you found? If you found I have uh, a couple of figures that I'm really excited about. I got the, uh, you know, I had the, uh, I showed what seems like a million years ago, the uh, War Duke from the Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. Netflix. So I got uh, Strongheart and uh, Strongheart the Paladin and uh, Zarok the Assassin Half Orc. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't know what his other half is. He's just Half Orc. He's he's. <laughs> <laughs> he's full of tinier men it's like an orc and a you know a beagle <laughs> he's he's the mutt but uh here is strongheart in all his regalness oh that is really see it's a good thing that you're not into uh mythic legions because that that looks like something that would fit right in with right. that, that absolutely line. you know what else is great about him if you take a real close look that's man in arms He's, I was going to go with Tom Selleck, but Man-at-Arms is Tom Selleck, so that actually or, works out pretty well. Or it's Bazooka. I should go get the Bazooka figure oh, and hold them. <laughs> this is this is, this is is before Bazooka was reincarnated as Bazooka. He was Strongheart the Paladin. I, I feel like they made a movie about this starring Martin Lawrence. <laughs> I was going to go Quantum Leap. But... <laughs> But what was that called? The Black Knight? Was it called the Black Knight? I think so. It was, it was, uh, a, it was a modern guy in, in Black in Black Knight times and all that fun cool stuff. But yeah, is, send, is, send Mizuka his, back then. His double scabbard. He's got the dagger that comes out. Oh, that's pretty cool. Like yeah, that. he's got the dagger and then the sword. And he comes with a, a like a war hammer, which the original didn't come with. Mm -hmm. His cool shield, multiple hands. The cool thing is the original one didn't have this action. Oh, that is cool. See, I'm really impressed with these because I thought that the original intention uh, by NECA was to release, I guess, the, the replicas of the originals and then mm -hmm. release an entire line and make like the, un the, the, the unreleased figures to fit in with your original right. ones. But it looks like they just went full tilt, and which I agree with. I think those look fantastic. Oh, the cape is great. This color blue. It's great. Um, I love that it's a darker, a little darker gray than the mm -hmm. original. It's a little more of a of a silver, but I like this yeah. like gunmetal gray a little better. And then um Zarok the half orc. This is a fantastic <laughs> figure. Of the three of them, War Duke mm -hmm. is my favorite character, but mm -hmm. this one is my favorite figure. And you know, remember I, I always mentioned how Dale always liked the odd characters from New York yeah. Kids. This was his favorite D&D &D guy. And and Dale, I picked one of these up for you. Uh, <laughs> this is a fantastic figure. It really, really is. is. I like that the hood adds a natural shadow to the top part of his face. So you and you can see Absolutely. the and you can see the eyes kind of peering out from underneath the shadow. Good job. The other thing Stop cool about him, because he's got the big shoulder pads and he's got a different mm -hmm. um, you know, his limbs are a different uh, you know ratio to his body than yeah. say Strongheart or, or War Duke. He's got, if you can see it, the double elbow. Like, see. He's got yeah. Oh that's all that's really well hidden. Oh it goes into the glove. It goes into the that's glove. That's really well done. Yeah. Wow. Uh, really, really well done. I what's love the, when the what's the plastic quality on 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 that? How oh it's 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 great. He's got some real heft. Like mm -hmm. um 
I, this is this is a great figure. Like you can knock this guy around, not that you would, but this is a fantastic figure. And and you know what I what excites me about these, and this is going to lead us into what I want to talk about today, Tom. These guys, like we talked, I think last week, or maybe when I introduced that I got Angela from the Gargoyles, that mm -hmm. I was looking forward to the other human characters like King Arthur and the Wizards, and you were like, no, thank you, I don't want them. I just want the Gargoyles. <laughs> but. The gargoyles are on that seven-inch scale. They're mm -hmm. from NECA as well, right? Yep. And I love that this figure, when we were talking about that quest that Goliath went on, this mm -hmm. is compatible in in size and scale to the gargoyles and okay. looks and looks great standing <laughs> next to them. Like I love that, and this guy too, like Zarek's design, the face sculpt and all yeah. looks great next to the gargoyles and when I, I was a kid and i've mentioned this a couple times on the show like this is the ideal time because all of the favorite toys we had when we were kids are coming out on similar mm -hmm. scales either six or seven inch yeah but then i start to feel nostalgic and i'm like oh you know i wish i had everyone the same scale as when i was a kid but then i started thinking which scale is my favorite like what scale figure oh like, that's a very you know, good that's a very good topic. 1.6. Like, well, mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know. Like, do you like the three and three quarter inch, the five inch, the four inch? Like, we had mm -hmm. the original D&D guys weren't compatible with a lot. They were that, like, in between, like, four inch scale, you know? Yeah. Although so they were the same size as Chris Star, which is good. Like, Elkhorn mm -hmm. and Feldspar were the same size. And yeah. Strongheart and Chris Star were the same size. So and so I like that. But that's... I I love this, and it it's it's really cool to think about in the say in like the eighties or even even late seventies, but more so eighties when toy companies were starting to figure out that this was something that we they could really ramp up, and we could like we we just need to produce now we just need to produce, and it seems right. like there was no uh, uh there was no set scale like like you said now now we've hit that that kind of sweet spot but back but back then when they were just just throwing stuff out you know we had the the 12 inch joes and then uh with star star wars is what about four about four yeah inches it's like so? a three three quarter uh, inch yeah yeah and then you had it, it, it seemed like it almost found a steady scale because you had like the joes you had your star wars and then mm -hmm. He-Man came along and messed it all up. He-Man <laughs> ruined everything. Because again, you're right, it was, it was the 12-inch Joes. And then the Star Wars came out, and they knew they were changing it. But yep. they were also smart, because what else did they release? They also released the 12-inch figures with the first movie. So yep. if you were still hung up with the Joes, you can mm -hmm. play Star Wars with the 12-inch Joes. Or yep. you can have the little guys, right? And then G.I. Joe went the opposite. So G.I. Joe was like, oh, I see what you did. You know what? We're going to match you. And we're gonna go three three quarter inch. Yeah, <laughs> and I and I uh, again want to point everyone towards uh, the the toys that made us uh, show that's on Netflix where they talk about the uh, the origins of the GI Joe line and it, and I, it one of the one of the sections of it talk about how one of the designers said this thing's too small. He had an action figure and he was looking at it and he said this thing is too small and he just started globbing clay onto it and globbing yeah. it on and then finally you know he had this giant monstrous looking figure and and he was like it finally and, looks like tom if at long last i just keep adding clay and i shift and it around yeah. and then i was like no no that 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 does look like but how about we do this let's put that pump of clay here on like the biceps and 
<laughs> give him a six pack. Yeah, let's do that. They tried uh, to do that for me, and I was like, let's take the big glob from here and move it to the top of the arm, and that'll yeah, that, be. <laughs> and, that, and that looks so much better now. Now, right, now yeah. you, now this toy has the power. <laughs> but that, but I think that 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 all for that line, it established the the more of a more of a five inch, yeah, you know, like kind of right. about about four and a half to five inches, and established that within itself. And it didn't really make any difference because later on came Thundercats, which was seven inches. And yeah, it was like the Wild Wild, Wild West seven. after that. Yeah, and then, and then like you said, you had Chris Starr, who, who was uh, the, some of the He-Man knockoff figures. Those those mimicked it, so those shared the same size. But that was just mm -hmm. because they were not just the more official licensed properties. Yeah, it was all it was all over the place. Like you couldn't have like cops figures interacting with He-Man interacting with Jason the Wheeled Warriors. Well, partly because there were no Jason the Wheeled Warrior actual action figures. It was just right. vehicles. But right. it was uh, just it, it was no Jace. <laughs> but but even but even then, like you couldn't have if, if if we're looking at the world of Jason the Wheeled Warriors and you wanted to cross that over with say your mask toys, size wise, you couldn't. I mean no. you could just it, this the scale was going to to, to be all wonky. Right. Uh, the mask see, guys the mask guys went well with Dino Riders. Mm -hmm. Right and uh, Eagle Force. Those, yes, you could you could use all those guys together. Yeah, so, yeah. So it, I I kind of wonder at what point did did someone look around and say we should match this with this because we started to see that shift to, in the nineties um, yeah. with, with the with like the Toy Biz line, uh, Marvel figures, but and, and even and even they went outside the. They're like, why? What are we? Because they did like the three, five three inch. No, yeah, they established the five inch. They got away from the. They got away. But from you know the what? That was established. That was established a little before that because uh, the superpowers figures way before mm -hmm. were sort of on that almost five inch scale. They were like more of 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 a, of a four. But like the Secret Wars, mm -hmm. like they yeah. came out at a weird scale too. At the same time in '84, like when it when it was the Wild Wild West, yeah. they did it. But when the Toy Biggest figures came out. You could almost get away with putting the Secret Wars with them, but not quite. Yeah, it didn't look quite as weird. Uh, Ninja Turtles, the same thing. Because when once yeah, those popped yeah. up, and, and we knew the Ninja Turtles were supposed to be short, and you had mm -hmm. human characters who were just in story, kind of on the short side. April O'Neil's not a tall character. Uh, Casey Jones is probably supposed to be the size of an average size man, but within that line, not quite. But it, and it and it still kind of worked. It, that came more down to conflicting uh conflicting aesthetics at that as right. opposed to, to heights but uh yeah we're still kind of staying within that four and a half to five inch they were they were staying kind of right there and then late the later uh batman line those started to stay seemed to, to like conform to okay about five inches is where where we're comfortable so we started getting mm -hmm. those and they, they were they were willing to kind of go outside the norm a little bit more often so you have like your man bat figures and uh but the standard, it seemed like the standard buck now was becoming about five inches. And they mm -hmm. stayed that way for most of most of the 90s, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, and then it wasn't Jill until... McFarlane. I think even McFarlane stuck with that about five, because the original Spawn line, I think they were about five inches. And then, I mean, with all the extra, with the extra bits right, and whatnot, yeah, yeah. and the cape, it got a little bit swollen. But yeah, the, the steady climb to the six inch came with McFarlane. They got, yeah, they got a little bit bigger. Violator got a little bit larger. Uh, and then 
Marvel Legends happened because this, this well, was like even before 90s. that. Even before that, Toy Biz was doing the five inch line. Three yeah. Marvel Legends, mm-hmm. they did a line um, from the comic book Heroes Reborn, and oh, they I did the, they did the Heroes Reborn Captain America, mm-hmm. Iron Man. Uh, I think did they do Beta Ray Bill? They did Loki and Thor. Mm-hmm. No, it was Loki, Thor. Iron Man, Captain America from the Heroes Reborn line. Mm-hmm. And they were suddenly and inexplicably six inches. Yeah. And that was pre-Marvel Legends. Now, was that was that just a gimmick line? Because it, it seemed like even, even though that they had kind of settled on a five, they would still randomly do... Hey, here's a specialty line. It's it's this right. age. Or, or, or even the uh that 12-inch line that was on in all the KBs, where it was just right. larger, lower articulation, but yeah, oh wait, now I take that back. At the time, you know, five five points of articulation was almost the norm. So right. and they, they were just the, uh, they figures. had the elbows. Yeah. Yes. Uh, um, but yeah, they randomly threw that in. I think that was a test market. I really yeah. think that was sort of a test. And they were cool sculpts, you know what I mean? Yeah. Except for the it, Iron Man. I, I hated that design in the comic with mm-hmm. the big mufflers coming off his back oh, oh yeah it's like why does iron man need dual exhaust what is happening here he's, he's powered by he's powered by coal <laughs> look man he built that in a cave with scraps with spare parts <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 i'm can't. not tony stark <laughs> but i think the i i like that the uh, uh the march to six inch settled on marvel legends and then it was just an explosion from there, and and then that became almost the the, the standard setter because yeah. then the then the DC Universe line kicked in, and even though they still had kind of a, it was almost like the smaller line was for specialty stuff, uh, Justice League Unlimited, like that mm-hmm. being about four inches, but then Marvel or not Marvel, uh, uh, the DC Direct. was was it Toy Biz that did the Marvel Universe line where they were they were also doing the about four inches. Was that was yes. that Hasbro or Toy Biz? Oh, I forgot offhand which one, which company yeah, was doing that. The the old ones, not the not the new ones. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Hasbro because they were still called uh, Marvel Legends. Okay, because yeah. I because I I remember when those popped up, and it had been a couple of years after the Marvel Legends had established that six inch was kind of like the standard, mm-hmm. and and wondering why are we why are we doing small? And do you think that's because you're skewing younger? And kids need like fidget toys, even grownups. Like I, I hear all the time that people will have like a toy that they bring with them if they're going on like a trip or if they're mm-hmm. just at work and they need like a little fidget something. Something small like that makes sense to have. But if you take a Marvel Legend and you shrink it the way that they did, where it wasn't maybe didn't have quite as much articulation, but close because a lot of them were kind of close. They were just flimsy. they are they were well articulated. Some uh, of them had wonky I, sculpts that were way too thin yeah. and weird, but um, they were well articulated. Yeah, and they worked well with with the with the Galactus they put out for that line, mm-hmm. and that's that is where I have dueling loyalty. So up until I want to say twenty twelve, twenty eleven, uh. I was a hardcore six inch. Uh, the 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 bigger the better. I want I want my toys to be like large, chunky, like awesome. Like mm-hmm. give me give me big stuff. Uh, none of this tiny stuff, which is right, funny because yeah. I, so, I love yeah. Battle Beast, but <laughs> yeah. it's it's just one of my old. Because you could you could just keep them keep them in the, your cheek if you wanted to. Yeah, you store a few in the pouch, and then when they, when when you're on the bus or you're not busy, you pull you play around and 
I think oh. you can just go back to work. But I was huge into I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I just thought of something when you were asking about the odd uh just randomly showing up with the three and three quarter inch Marvel Legends guys. Mm -hmm. Wasn't that close to the same time that the 20th anniversary G.I. Joe figures were coming out? I have no idea. I was for for as little as I know about Joe right now, even though I'm collecting classifieds. Yeah, I knew nothing about Joe. I I, I may be mistaken, but I think that was the time that they started because they started all those '90s stupid Joes and they changed mm -hmm. the sculpt and did it up. But then, oh, the, yeah. the anniversary yeah. or maybe it was 25. The uh, the anniversary ones came out and mm -hmm. they were designed in very much the same way as mm -hmm. those Marvel Legends. Yeah, almost over articulated. Some mm -hmm. of them had a. They all were like very spelt <laughs> and <laughs> they had they had ligament strength um but they was, all look like gymnasts yeah but it was, was right around the, the same time so that might have been the explanation for that shift was that the sigma six line no the sigma six were big okay i'm thinking yeah. of, I'm, I'm thinking of those with the like the the kind of clunky articulation and the the, the very very stylized kind of look yeah and they were kind of cool it took me a minute to to get i had them and then mm -hmm. i didn't like them and i got rid of them and then yeah. like a year later i was like man i wish i still had those they, they were had a cool style to them <laughs> uh but anyway yeah i think that that's why they switched because they already were doing it so they figured we might as well yeah and it kind of made it kind of made sense if you wanted to if you wanted to keep competing with the the collectors that were getting that that three and three quarters four inch line mm -hmm. i didn't i didn't realize what a schism there was between the the three and three quarters four inch collectors versus six inch collectors yeah. it was a, that was kind of a big thing even uh even within in the he-man fandom uh you know the originals were about about five inch five and five and a half and the newer ones the 2000x line were, were just straight up six inches yeah. um and even the the uh classics line also skewed towards that that six inch kind of height so you had this divide between people who wanted the original look and the original style who essentially wanted what origins is now yep. versus this newer the proportions were different the uh the, the the style was a little bit different uh and there was a there's this big back and forth and i always fell on the six inch the larger the better uh scale for it because i want yeah i want big stuff and one of i i remember as a as a kid one of the things that annoyed me more than more than it should have was <laughs> why do I feel like you and I are both annoyed by things more than we should be? You know what? I we're probably annoyed just the right amount. We've been told for years that we should not be annoyed by these things. Right. And we're that's annoying. That's very, annoying. Really grinds my gears. <laughs> uh I I was fortunate and I, I had uh I had decomposed from the humanoids and tendril mm -hmm. from the humanoids, and I I had the, like the, the the some of the a couple of the granites I had uh, some of the redwoods, and I never ever wanted any of the Earth Core members, and it wasn't because because they were one dumb. Of, yeah, I mean, well, it was one of the few times that them just being human beings wasn't the reason why I didn't want them. I didn't want them because like they looked awesome. I actually liked the designs on on a lot of them, but they were about seven inches. Yep. The Inhumanoids with, with were a three about, and three quarter inch head, though. Yeah, like a tiny GI Joe <laughs> head stuck on him. And meanwhile, the Inhumanoids, who were who were like a good big chunky toy, about fourteen inches, I want to say, mm -hmm. it it didn't make it it didn't make sense to me. And I'm like, why are these in the in the show? A human comes up to maybe Metlar's ankle. Like, why are we? What are we doing? 
it didn't make I, I didn't understand why like i knew that hasbro was making them i knew hasbro was making gi joe and i did not understand why they didn't just repurpose gi joe this random gi joe molds into earth core just, right just they should have like, just gotten rid of the battle force 2000 and made them earth core yeah and i, I didn't understand that to, to this day if, if in humanoids has ever made are you listening super seven i know you are if humanoids ever <laughs> right. gets remade hasbro if you're listening and are just subcontracting super seven i know you are uh make your inhumanoids make them 14 inches hopefully larger and then just make make the earth core smaller make them little so that i mean and they even said that the inhumanoids themselves were considered the playset. Mm-hmm. So make them the scale. So the the my preference for the six inch scale wound up being worn down and ground down by a friend of mine who we who and I think I probably mentioned this before. We were we were always at war over uh like six inch figures versus the three and three quarter. It was always this back and forth. And I was always like, no, bigger is better. And he was like, no, be more economic. You only have so much real estate. And it started to make sense when I started looking into how would I make my own toy line? Mm-hmm. Uh the idea that I mean you can have a six inch line with with uh like vehicles and play sets and it, and it makes sense and it's awesome. But we don't have room for that. <laughs> like the more stuff that or I the money or the money. Yeah, the more the more the longer I have been collecting and the more things that I have been getting and buying things like Eternia, uh his tank, uh, uh uh spending a moment alone listening to Lincoln Park because I couldn't afford Cat's Lair. Uh <laughs> there's some reconsiderations that have to happen. And you know, and not everyone has these reconsiderations. Some sometimes it's just a preference. But the three and three quarter inch line, and I think it's it's come so far now. It, le- it used to be that if you had a line that was really little, that More articulation, yeah, that small amount of space limited what you could do. Or if you did have it, you wound up with, like you said, the the kind of wiry looking uh, uh, Marvel figures that we had, who were even if you get the sculpt, it didn't matter because Wolverine couldn't stand on his own, uh, right. regardless of the adamantium. Uh, <laughs> but but now we've got we've got companies like Jazzwares. The Fortnite line is unbelievable. They're only yeah, four fantastic. inches. Yeah, they're only four inches, and those are the people that I want doing almost and, like all the four inch stuff. And most of them look like dreadnoughts. So yes, they were they fit in so well. Uh, but like the more I started to think about that, I still love I still love me some six inch line. I still love, uh, you right. know, I I. I Part of me, it will always be bigger is better. Give me all this stuff in my perfect world when I have no, you know, th- these four walls are not a limitation. Uh, give me all that. But mm-hmm. speaking more like economically, three and three quarters or like four inch kind of makes a little bit more sense. And then you can go bigger later. Uh, I like the idea of, you know, we'll take, um, we'll, we'll take sectors. Seven inch. Of course, you're going to take six. Absolutely, give me all of them. <laughs> Make the ones that they haven't made yet. Uh, seven inches, awesome line. And Zika, I think, made the right decision in shrinking them down, fit, touching up the the the, the uh, articulation because we can now because engineering is that's where we're at. And the uh, adding like the magnet feet, perfect, mm-hmm. awesome. And if they, they could have kept that going. How cool would that have been? Because because then you then your insect companions wouldn't have to have been as large as they were, and right. if you did something like the hive, or 
if, if you hit the jackpot and you still have your original hive, those will look great. Like a like four inch sectars fighting the original meant for seven inch monster named Nar <laughs> would mm -hmm. be awesome. Not Monster Nar. Uh, I personally, I like Monster. <laughs> I like Monster better, and I agree with you. As a kid, as a kid, I loved. The three and three quarter inch for exactly what you were talking about. The playability, right? Because mm -hmm. I already said, like, we would set up the basement and we had the rubber band bit, right? Like, so we yeah. would line up and set them up for, and we'd shoot a rubber band and you could mm -hmm. knock them over and it was drama. And you had bases and you had vehicles. Like, I can't imagine if I was a kid and the Star Wars guys were six inches tall, right? Yeah. And then I wouldn't have had the Death Star. I surely mm -hmm. wouldn't have had a Millennium Falcon, which would yeah. have broken my heart, right? <laughs> and and you know those things and so as a kid like when it shifted to the bigger size mm -hmm. for playability it's now it shifted in like 84 when i got the superpowers in the secret wars and they still made vehicles you had the superman punch job and the batmobile yep. and you had the hall of justice and the tower of doom and the motorcycles and the lexor 7 and all of that so it didn't really change much yep. going to that you know sort of four and a half five inch thing more four and a half and mm -hmm. then um you know, it wasn't so bad, but then it just, you know, it got, it got bigger and then He-Man got bigger and then they weren't compatible. Like, and, and that bothered me. And yes, we had Grayskull, but yeah. I didn't have a lot of the vehicles. I think we had the wind, the wind rider and, and Stridor maybe, but, and Battlecat, yeah. of course, and Panthor, but a lot of the other vehicles we didn't have because mm -hmm. they were bigger and they were a little more expensive yeah. and they took up space and yeah. they, they made noise and they did all <laughs> kinds of stuff. Right. And it was just like, it changed the way we played. It was more, you know, rock'em sock'em and they were big hefty figures. So it was mm -hmm. okay, but it really did change the way we played it. And that I think was the catalyst for us to build our own world in the mm -hmm. basement. Wasn't yeah. it wasn't star Wars. Uh, mm -hmm. And then, you know, kind of G.I. Joe, but it was the bigger figures where we weren't able to get as many play sets. Like yeah. G.I. Joe had all, like, I mean, geez, we had 20, 30 G.I. Joe vehicles mm -hmm. when, you know, we had two He-Man vehicles, right? Yeah. So that, that really changed the way we played. So when I think about playability, I think the little guys, because you're right, they're not going to stand up. My biggest pain in my backside right now is all my vintage G.I. Joe guys won't stand up and they get old yep. and the O-ring, the O-ring rots <laughs> and they, they just collapse where they're standing like a zombie movie, right? Or you don't, or you don't know the O-ring rotted and you go to pick them up and only uh, half of them. And yep. it's like that scene in a, a, you know, a zombie movie where the guy's getting ripped in half and it's, uh, so when it comes to the displays as a as a grown up, mm -hmm. uh, I like six inch ideally because they leave a lot of you could you could fit a lot of them on my shelf setup. But when you yeah. start to get to the seven inch guys or bigger, like the Fure Planet and and the NECA gargoyles and D and D mm -hmm. guys, but this this is a beautiful figure, you know. Yeah. And when I had it on the four and a half inch scale. It was way ahead of its time. I'll give them that. Dungeons and Dragons figures from LJN were way ahead of their time. But um, this is a phenomenal figure and looks beautiful on display. Whereas the little guy, he looks like a cool old toy, right? Yeah. But, um, so when it comes to my display, I much rather prefer the six inch or 
the seven inch scale simply because you know six inch still has that playability thing going on like yeah. i feel like six inch figures are still made to be thought of as toys like yeah. for instance the classifieds or the six inch Fortnite figures mm -hmm. but when you got the seven inch Fortnite figures they yeah. had a different feel about them right they had yeah. a different articulation they had a different look different detail and they're all beautiful sitting on the shelf but the five inch guys as cool and detailed as they are don't have that same punch on the shelf and yeah. and i feel like the six inch i still think of those guys as toys whereas when you get to the seven inch scale the the gargoyles and the NECA ninja turtle stuff that's done so well mm -hmm. that for it makes a very impressive display so if i had to pick a favorite scale i think I, it would be that middle ground, the six inch figures, but yeah. in my heart, in my heart, it's the little guys for playability because they're just so much more toy like. Because you could get, you could put them in a car, you could go mm -hmm. buy some cheapo car down at the pharmacy and sit them in it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And you could, they have play sets. Like, I, in my heart, I, maybe it's a nostalgic G.I. Joe lover in mm -hmm. me. Yeah. Or the fact that, you know, Star Wars really kicked off the gotta have the giant universe of characters but yeah. i like that three and three quarter inch size in my in my soul that's my favorite size it makes me wonder uh how how some companies decide what scale to go to go with i, I know now a lot, a lot of it is is determined on who has what license you can make it in whatever scale but right. when you're if you're doing something like like if you're doing your own series or if you're working on say a kickstarter or uh or like any sort of crowdfunding for, for, for example um Four Horsemen, apparently the, the original intention for say like Mythic, Mythic Legions was to be a four-inch line. And then they hmm. started pricing it out to the factory, and the factory was like, uh, there's there is practically no difference in the amount it would cost you to make a six-inch line versus a four-inch line, which I found fascinating. But right. I when I, when I was... heard that, we had that discussion, I think, at Legion Con. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was fascinated to hear that because I yeah. would think that it would be a phenomenal difference in so, production. And that makes me wonder, is is the is that negligible amount also applicable to the seven inch line? Because we are starting to see many more seven inch lines. Most a, a lot coming from McFarland, right. but also like you said, a lot of the uh some of the higher end lines are starting to be in that seven inch area. And then you, like you said, they start getting a little bit larger. Uh, you, you've got your, your, your Mondo, uh, your, your, your hot toys, right. uh, those kind of figures that are getting larger and a lot, a little bit more collectible. So I wonder if, if, again, like you said, with the seven inch line, now we're getting away from, this is just something I can crash bang boom around. This goes on the shelf. This right. goes in the detail. Plus uh, you think about the difference in the price. So, you know, mm -hmm. When you had that, you know, like for instance, uh, the the uh, reaction figures when they first came out and they were selling yeah. for nine, ten bucks, and now they're ridiculously twenty bucks, which is mm -hmm. just stupid. But, um, you know, look at the the Marvel guys that are out now, mm -hmm. right? So they've got the the ninety seven line, you know, that, that are at that size, mm -hmm. and you could buy them for ten, eleven bucks, right? Yeah. Now you look at the Marvel Legends, mm -hmm. right? A six inch scale, and they're going for now between twenty three and twenty five dollars, sometimes twenty seven. Yeah. And if the cost now, granted, those are a little less articulated, but if you're comparing them to, to say the Fortnite figures, and if we said like the Legion, 
the um, at the Legion Con, like the difference between a four inch and a six inch was negligible, mm-hmm. but the difference in your selling price, yeah, is a difference between twelve dollars and twenty five dollars. Well, yeah. that's huge. Yeah. Like if I could spend the same amount, if I had buy a bottle of soda and then another bottle of soda and they cost me the same, but I could sell you one for 10 or I could sell you one for 25, I'm yeah. going to sell you the one for 25, right? Yeah. So uh, that that's kind of, I, then, then it makes no sense to do a four inch, right? Mm-hmm. When you look at it that way. Yeah. But then you look at the seven inch and they're selling for $45, $50. So it, like your point, if the difference between a six inch and seven inch is the same as a four inch and six inch, then wh- why not go to the seven inch, make a more beautiful figure and, and sell it for twice as much. Yeah. So if you, so now it's, now it's question time. If you were All going right. to make a Wait, you didn't line. tell us, you didn't tell us what your favorite scale was. Oh, I didn't. Oh, it's, Ooh, it's, this is tough. Because I still, I still have that love of six. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going with six inch. Um, mm. Because I, I'm gonna. I'm looking at it from an ideal, an ideal standpoint. If I, if if money's not an option, if space is not an option, if I don't have to worry about any of that, I'm bigger is better. Bigger is still mm. better for me. I want a large scale, uh, like fully rendered, super articulated, and then. Give me my giant size cat's lair and my giant size fortress of fangs, and like give me all that because it looks awesome, and I want to be able to both articulate my figures and put them in a equally large, equally awesome looking display. So that's that's where I'm at. Uh, so we're we're at we're at the end. <laughs> This was, to answer your question, was, if I was going to design my own line, it would be a four inch. It wouldn't be very articulated, but it'd be well sculpted because I want it to be designed for both collectors and kids. And I'd want playability, play sets and vehicles to go along with it. Oh, you fit right in at Imagine X. <laughs> I would. <laughs> those are, those, oh my God, those, so, those toys are so great. So if you guys would like to do your own toy line and what scale would it be? What would you pick? What would you choose? Let us know. You can find us on uh, the X Twitter at Two Guys Talking Toys. That's the number two. No G after the talking. Uh, send it to drop us a line on Gmail. That's Two Guys Talking Toys. Uh, the number two. No G after the talking. Instagram and Blue Sky are on the way. If you enjoyed the episode, and we hope you did, uh, give us a like. Please subscribe. Drop us a comment. Leave us a rating. Take care, everybody.